Episode 16, Season 2 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. With me this week, Greg Taylor from Brazil. What are you to the mundo? And back from his trip to the UK, back in Boston, Aaron Wolf. Hello. Right, okay, a few days ago um, we played um, Monaco in the in the Europa League. Um, it seems a good place to start. Um, we, we won the match and, and we've, we've qualified now as group winners for... Um, group winners which means we'll avoid all the other teams that finish first in their groups um and the champion champions league failures or dropouts or whatever losers um that being said we're still that if you look at the draw um or look, look at the, the teams that we could meet there are, there are still some tough opposition for Fiorentina we could be paired up with them again supporting Lisbon amongst others um the two real big talking points though um or two talking points for me from the game on Thursday, other than obviously the fact that we won handsomely 4-1 and qualified. Um, was firstly, I met Bardi from, from the Fighting Cock, so I mean, that's a personal thing, and I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> mention that in a little bit more in a, in a bit. Um, and then the other, obviously, the big talking point, really, um, you know, somebody who's, um, you know, some fans maybe questioned whether he's cut out for the Premier League, whether he's good enough and, and whatnot. Um and and he scored a goal. So well done Tom Carroll um on on on, 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 on scoring a goal. Um oh and Eric Lamella got a hat trick as well. Um it's fair to say that both you both of you guys are fans of Eric Lamella so um yeah, we be... members of the Eric Lamella Appreciation Society. That's one one word for it. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm so, being polite. I don't know if you've noticed, but the women tend to swear more than the guys. Yeah, we're a bit more restrained. Um, right. Um, <laughs> take it away. What, what, talk, talk. I mean, the obvious thing is he scored a hat trick, but um, that aside, he, he, I thought he had a really good game. It was amazing. Yeah, he was, he was amazing. All of his. Uh... <clears throat> so-called chicken-headed cut-off movement was uh, just mesmerizing, I thought. I, honestly, I, I watched the game from the gym. I had it on my phone uh, in front of me on, on a treadmill, and I'm just running away with this huge smile on my face, and I laughed out loud multiple times during the game just because it was it was wonderful. It was, abs- it was like exactly what made me fall in love with Spurs, exactly what made me fall in love with football, that kind of game to watch, and Lamella was uh, honestly he had a, he had a hat trick, but he was just part of this incredible machine that was working on Thursday. That was just beautiful to watch. Greg, yeah, I I agree. I mean, it was the Eric Lamella show, wasn't it? Really, um, with a good supporting act from Carroll with his goal. Um, I think a lot of people. In this game especially, they would have seen what Aaron and I have seen for a long time. Um, 
He's, I mean, he, he thinks ahead. He's not greedy. You get players who are greedy or scoring hat-tricks and things, but he's not greedy as well. I mean, in other games I've seen him when he's, he's had a, a perfectly good right, a perfect right to have a shot and he's passed it and some, given somebody else the chance to get the goal or whatever. But this, this game, yeah, he, he showed people what he was made of. He, is a, he has got flair. We, we need that. I mean, in football, mm-hmm. we need that. We, that's why we love Messi. We love Messi because he's got flair. And Lamella has as well. He's young and it doesn't always work. But in this game, yeah, it was fantastic. It but, really worked well. What, 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 one, of the, one of the criticisms of Lamella is, yes, he's got flair. And anybody who, who, who says otherwise or, or says that he doesn't have the skill, um, really doesn't know anything about football. But does he have the end products? Because you know, the biggest criticism that I've had... Of him is that he doesn't always deliver. He doesn't always. He's got this tendency to um, to, to run into a cul-de-sac, to, to be a headless chicken, to not deliver. He did on Thursday though, and, and to be fair, he has recently. Um, there, there's, yeah. there's another. There's another bit there, which is that he had the like lamella rabona rabona and i call it the rabona rabona because (laughs) he doesn't have a right foot and he scored his third with his right foot it's like that is harder i think for him than than slotting home with a rabona it was it was it was actually for me the the best part of of the hat trick and the best part of the game was to see him confident attacking the ball but then finishing not just on his left but on his right as well which has Mm -hmm. been i mean you see him he he does everything possible to avoid that foot. I mean, that was a great finish. I, I agree. I mean, his, if you if you look at his hat trick, um, the first goal he was in the right. It was a good move, and he was in the right place and right right time. It's well executed. Um, the second one, well, I think the keeper should have done a lot better. Um, look, this was a poor Monaco team, and I think the goalkeeper yeah. should and overall, and I think the goalkeeper should have should have really saved that. Having said that, we can't deny. Lamella, you know, he, 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 I've said this before when, when we play um, teams uh, supposedly inferior to us. So, for instance, when, when we beat Bournemouth 5 1, people might say, oh, it's only Bournemouth. But you have to, you've got to beat the opposition that's in front of you. And yeah. if you're given that opportunity and if, a, if, if, if you're playing against a shit goalkeeper, you've got to take that chance. And so he, he took that chance, to be fair. And yep, Aaron. Completely agree. The, the final goal, it was nice, and I, I was um, uh, behind the goal f- for, for all three of his strikes, and particularly that one, you know, is breaking through, and he showed. I don't want to say pace, but he uh, he it was he was very direct. He didn't hesitate. He didn't take an extra touch to to, to bring it onto his left. By which time. Um, the, the 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 opportunity would have been there. He took it with his right foot, with confidence, and and I think the fact that he got a hat trick will do him um, a world of good. And I think we saw that today. We'll, we'll talk about um, today a bit later, but we yeah. saw that today. I, I thought mm-hmm. that he he played well again today. There was for me purpose in his play. He wasn't that. You know whether you agree with it or not. He wasn't that player that I described before. The, the the headless chicken running into a cul-de-sac. He was actually wanting the ball, but also doing good things with it, yep. and um, with a lot more purpose. So, I thought I thought uh, Clinton was also, was also it was also nice to see him kind of coming out of his shell. He was instrumental in a, in a number of really great attacking moves, and and both of the 
two of two of Lamella's goals. Um, basically, he created the pass before the assist, and that's the kind of that's the kind of thing that Lamella was doing a lot of before he kind of um, has come onto his run of form. And it could be that he was playing against a weaker side like Monaco. It could be that he's that Clinton's more comfortable with the French te- the French sides, and he he knew the players a little bit. But I thought he had a good game as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, no, agreed. Um, and I think um, I can't pronounce. I always get his name wrong. Um, Onoma, yeah, Onoma. I thought he yeah. did, he did well as well. Yeah, um, and it was good good to see that he's he was he's he's been given more of a chance now, um, as as was Carol um, today again. There, there's something about there's something about the team, and this this also. I mean, I don't know if we want to get into it yet, but there's something about the team without Kane. That they have to, the team has to do something different. And on Thursday, it worked with four players interchanging, popping up all over the pitch, left, right. Different people were showing for for the ball in the box um, at various times. It 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 made it made Monaco look completely foolish. They had no idea who to mark and when to mark them. Um, and it was a very, very fluid system. And, and Anuma's performance was a testament to how fluid Pacha's system can be. Um, and I know we'll get into it later, but uh, th- there's something a little bit more static when we have this focal point of Kane. I'm, I'm, sometimes we absolutely need it, and other times we, we kind of rely a little bit too heavily on it. And it was nice to see on Thursday that we could play in this much more fluid attacking situation against, albeit a, a weakened team. I think that, 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 as you say, albeit a weakened team, I don't know that... And also we were in a position where we had already qualified and we yep. pretty much... Um, I think a point might have even been enough to, to top the group. Um, I'm not sure that against stronger opposition, whether it's in Europe or the Premier League, we we would have Poch would have played that system. I no, first I think I think absolutely. But uh, there was there in the past we've we, when when Kane had to come off and Chadley took his place and we played the same sort of system as though Kane was there, um, and it didn't and it didn't work. And this is a system that does. Work against weakened opposition that are that are, you know, um, that were trying to frustrate us. I think something about Onomar and uh, and Ninja as well. I like to call him Ninja. It's a lot easier. Um, they they're both pretty fearless because they haven't got any reason to to um, be reticent about anything. They're tr- they're kind of trying to impress, and as long as they don't overdo it. I mean, I was very impressed with Onomar. Um, I think he stands more of a chance of, of breaking in and being a more regular player than Tom Carroll, actually. I mean, Tom Carroll's goal, it, it was absolutely beautiful to watch and a bit of a shock, actually. I never thought he was going to get it in from that angle. But I, I don't know. I, I think he's a good squad player. I mean, I did wonder if he'd stay, if we keep hold of him mm. for, for this season, really. Um, and maybe we will. You know, it's all up to Poch. He knows what he's doing. But I, I think Onomar is is giving us a an extra dimension and um it's 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 the new kid at school trying to trying to impress without getting beaten up isn't it really (laughs) yeah i like that analogy um just bringing back to lamella um he got a good reception on on um on thursday um and and then you know again today um he, he he got substituted Towards the end of the game, I, I was a little surprised at that. Um, 
Yeah, so was uh, I. I was, I was expecting Ericsson to come off. Um, yeah, me too. And you know, he, he got a good, um, he, he got a good reception, and um, he's starting, I think, now to show a level of consistency, and he's justifying his place in the team. Um, uh, you know, that, I think he's an integral cog now. He's an integral cog in the machine now. Yeah, yeah, no, agreed. Right, if we finish talking about Lamella um, and, and I've <laughs> finished eating humble pie, um, we, we can move on. And oh, and I um, obviously talk about today's game. Um, I met Bardi from the Fighting Cock on yeah. podcast on Thursday at the game. Um, I know some of our listeners listen to the Fighting Cock, some may not. Um, I've said it before, and I, and I widely consider it to be the best of the, of the Tottenham podcasts out there. So if you haven't listened to it, do give it a listen. Um, I met him briefly and just said hello and discussed the podcast, um, as you do, and Spurs and uh, T's beard, I think. T's growing a beard. Um, and that's about it. Yeah, really nice chap. Um so it was nice to meet him. Right. Um, so bring it on to today's game. Um, this is really difficult. Um, I thought first half we weren't great, but we were deserving of our, of our leads. Um, and I thought Newcastle were pretty poor. I'd put them on a level with... Monaco, I thought were poor, and I'd put them on a level with Villa. We played over this, and I thought we're poor. And I thought at half time we're gonna um, we're gonna push forward in the second half, and we're gonna score a couple, and yeah. and it, you know it's, it's gonna be fine. And you know there were a few positive things I think in the first half. There was um, we mentioned Lamella. There was a passage of play and Carroll earlier between yeah. Carroll and Rose on the left hand side. Now one thing that Carroll's got is a really good footballing brain, and he can see a pass and he. Um, put Rose through and Rose pulled the ball back and it was slightly reminiscent of Lamella's first goal and he pulled it back and then Lamella took a shot and, and I think it was going in but the goalkeeper made a good save um, and yeah, I thought we, we played well first half We're not, we weren't perfect but I thought we had our moments where we, we, we were pressing them um, I thought Ericsson was a bit again off the pace um, just looked a yard slower than everybody else. Um, yeah, he, and he's frustrating, isn't he? He's becoming the, the he's lamella. becoming the lamella. Yeah, um, <laughs> I was thinking that. He's... Yeah, but will people criticise Ericsson? That's the thing. No, they were talking. They were talking about this on the on the fighting cock, the last co- the last podcast, I think. And Flav was Flav was saying that um, that Ericsson doesn't seem on it at the moment and and but it's very difficult for people to criticize Ericsson because he's like the golden boy mm. and I, I I had to admit I agreed with everything he said I, th- I think he's the most skillful player at the club uh, well Dali Ali's got uh, but in terms of sort of opening up in terms of sort of quick incisive Passing, I've, I've, I'd still put him ahead of Lamella. You know, he's got his set pieces. He, he offers that something different. He did a beautiful chip today. Yeah, which is maybe why he's in the team. But I, I was looking at it early in the second half, and I thought he needs to come off. We need to bring on Sun for him or Chadley. Um, he he mm. just looks a yard off of the pace for whatever reason. Um, 
both in terms of well, he he was you can see that his football ba- brain is there and he was trying to put people through, but it just seemed a bit slow. Um, I thought Toby Alvarez had a decent game again. Yeah. Um, and Does his passing remind you of Hoddle? Alvarez. Well, yeah. it, reminds, it reminds me of Dawson, but better. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if come the end of the season, in fact, I'd be very disappointed when they do the PFA um, Team of the Year, um, if Toby Alvaro isn't, isn't one of the centre-backs in that pair, in, in that Team of the Year. I, I think he's um, we've got a really good player there. Um, and It's hard to tell but... whether or not he's, like, he's making Jan look bad or Jan is really just kind of having a couple of stinkers because when you compare them, Toby is just consistently ever since he got sent off that was it the first game or the second game or something? He got he he got sent off and then or he gave a penalty or something. I don't remember. Yeah, he and gave he, away a penalty. He gave a penalty, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Against Stoke, but, yeah. Against Stoke. After since then, he's he's just been metronomic in terms of his Per, per, perfection. He's been excellent. And Jan, who was our sort of touchstone of good defending, has looked, you know, a little shaky, a little like there's cracks in, in, in his super Jan uh, facade. Well, the and thing is, also Toby, he was, he was, there was a poll recently and he was voted the most underrated player in the Premier at the moment. I think so. I mean, He's, he's to me, uh, name me a better defender in the Premier League. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's really up there. Um, and then second half, we sort of imploded. I don't know what... Uh, um, Aaron, we, we were talking off air um, about this. I left I left in the 88 minute to get back to do the pod. And it was one all. Um, and I was walking towards Northampton Park Station and, and, I, and I hadn't checked my phone and I assumed it was still going to be one all. And closer I got to the station I then checked my phone and I couldn't believe it and I was just shouting fuck <laughs> um yeah. yeah I um it was again I don't think they were particularly good and that makes it even worse I'm not I'm not fu- I'm not really concerned about a lot of people before the game said you know we've got a real opportunity here um if we win today with United slipping we're gonna we're gonna be we're, we're gonna move to fourth from the table I don't really care about that because um whether we do or we don't, um, it's where we finish at the end of the season, or it's where we are in March or April that, that matters. Fourth or doesn't really matter now at this point. But it's disappointing to le- lose to a team that we should be beating. Um, and I don't, for the life of me, know how we allowed them to to, to get back in the game. I, I yeah, go, go ahead, Greg. Sorry. Oh, okay. Well, well, when the when the final whistle went, I I just felt numb. Um, I was just standing there, and I I said to Eliana, I don't believe this. Except I said it in Portuguese, of course. Um, <laughs> uh, I think I haven't felt this bad about a loss since Everton beat us three two when we were when we were beating them two uh, one, and they scored two quick ones in the last minute. So I haven't felt that bad for a long time. Uh, for me, Newcastle did not deserve it. <clears throat> um, What's, what, what is it with their goalkeepers? I mean, Lamella had two two shots, two two chances that would have been a goal any other day, but he's kind of threw himself around the goal and managed to keep them out. I, I, 
I just found it unbelievable. I mean, we should have gone in a half time. We should have gone in three nil up. Um, the second half. I, I mean, I, I thought we played well in the first in the first half, especially Lumela and Dyer and I thought Rose and Walker were doing well as as well. But as 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 Javis said in the second half, we we lost our way. We didn't really look like scoring. I think we actually missed Dembele, and I never thought I'd hear myself saying that. But this season, especially, it, it, it's true. I mean, he, he is making a difference. Um, yeah, we. I thought we... Lamella was possibly our best player. And the other thing is, our Newcastle, our our bogey team now. Well, that's three three defeats at home to them. Um, yeah. The last three, seasons. other than we beat them um, in the Capital One Cup at home four 0 last season. But yeah. Um... Are they our bogey team? I don't know. I, I think we um, we just didn't turn up the second half. We just yeah. let them in and I don't know whether we were complacent or... We we should have really... When we were 1-0 up, we should have pushed on and got a second goal and put a little bit of blue water between us and them. Um, and we didn't. There was... There was uh, the first half, there was like... It was. It was. There were three thirds, right? The first third we we dominated. Then the middle fifteen minutes, we kind of, kind of gave in. We sort of went away, and it everything got a little flat. And they didn't. They hadn't made their kind of tactical changes, but there were signs of danger in the in the first half. And then we came back. The last third of that of that first half, we absolutely dominated and and looked every much the part to take. Two or three goals. Kane also had a had a beautiful shot um, pushed around the uh, around the goal posts. Yeah. Um, and then and then I, I actually I actually disagree, disagree. I think they did deserve to win this because I think I think first of all you you have a keeper perform like that and then you make the kind of changes that they made in the second half and just push and push and push through our midfield. I think you're absolutely right, Greg. Like without Dembele, our midfield looked completely porous we had no control at all um and and when i when i saw um iozi perez on about to come in i thought this is it this guy's gonna do it to us and and it's it's strange how we could go off the boil so so markedly you know the first half we were so much better than the second half but on the other hand there's a part of me that thinks look we had to lose eventually Mm-hmm. It absolutely had to happen, yeah. and <clears throat> it's almost better that it happened to new to us against Newcastle as opposed to a team that um, that are on, in the same league as us or above us. You know, that a team where we could write it off and say, "Oh, look, they just were better than us on the day, and this is just what happens, and we're not good enough." This is this is a loss that happened because we were complacent, because we had an injury, because maybe we didn't make the right kind of substitutions, and it's the kind of loss that you can really learn from and say, "Okay, these are the mistakes." Like Eric Dyer had a great um, interview a few weeks ago where he talked about coming up in the Portuguese league and knowing that like if you make a mistake it's okay but you can't make the same mistake twice so this is the moment right like the team made a huge mistake we let them back into the game we didn't i think i think there was plenty of of ways that we could have addressed the situation in the second half and we didn't so now we have that we have learned this lesson don't make this mistake again right this is that's what i'm expecting from a pochettino side is that going forward 
it's easier to see these mistakes. If it if it was if it was, you know, um, the Gooners, or if it was Leicester City, City even, or even Leicester City, right? Yeah. Okay, look, that's this is what happens. They're they're flying high. This is this is a a, a team that we that needed to be let back in. We let them back in, and then they took advantage of it. Mm-hmm. So so how do we proceed? You know, I think that. Um... You know, if you say sooner or later we win or lose at some point in the season, and 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 you can look at these. We, we talked about it last week, and, and we, we said, look, we've got ten, ten, um, ten matches ahead of us, which all on paper look seemingly, seemingly easy. Um, quite often in football, you end up losing games or sometimes winning games in places that you don't expect to pick or drop points, and that that was the case today. Um, but really now it's, it's happened, it's finished, and it's how we bounce back. You know, Do we have the mental resolve? Do we have the character? Um, those are questions which I, I think we, we... If you go back to the Anderlecht game away earlier this season, we, we were poor that day, we lost, um, and but we bounced back. Mm-hmm. And Pochettino wasn't happy, and he made that very clear. We bounced back, beating Bournemouth 5-1, and then... Um, I think Villa we played then after that and so on and so forth so I think we've got the character um, this is obviously the first other than United's first time that we've lost in the Premier League but if we can show that strength of character going forward then that'll be a measure of how we're doing this season just as much as the last 14 or so games have been um, uh, an, an indicator you know it, it's it's not just about picking up points. It's about bouncing back. It's also mm-hmm. about picking up points when you play ugly, for instance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll say that there's gonna, there is, and there probably, there probably are already, there will be, and there probably are already people that are pointing out all the different players that made mistakes to let those those two goals come in. And I think if you look at the only other defeat, um, in in in. In this on the season, that was a mistake, right? That was a there was an error that happened. This these were we we the mistake was we didn't score when we needed to score. Well, that was did, yeah. that was a mistake. Just on the first goal, that shouldn't have been a free kick. Um, Danny Rose, um, I don't know what, where he was supposed to stick his hand. Um, I don't think it. And I was right behind that. I don't think it should have been a free kick. I don't think it certainly should have been a booking. There was, it, it was, was away a chance. from the body, wasn't it? That's the thing. And it was his second in like ten minutes, right? He had handled earlier. Uh... I don't think, I, honestly, I don't think the referee had a good game. Full stop. I think he was, he had a propensity to dish out cards to both teams. Um, but, but the second goal, I haven't seen. Um, was it? Did we? Was it badly defended? Or? I, it was near post. Uh... It was a goal mouth scramble, wasn't it? Really. That was the first, right? Wasn't that the, the Mitrovic poked it in? The second one, Iosi Perez. Uh, it was on the break, wasn't? It? I don't remember honestly. By that uh, point, I was so. Yeah. Um, it, <laughs> it, it wasn't. It wasn't. There, I've already seen on social media. Yan didn't do enough. Loris should have stopped. It was the kind of goal that teams score late in the game. Um, yeah. And 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 I think I think it's important that it's not it's not. Um, put on anybody because the real fault here is not taking the chances when we had them and also giving conceding the midfield in the second half that's really where where we failed I don't think we letting in two goals is, is isn't the problem the what the problem was that we didn't main, re- retain possession we didn't 
fight them the same way we were fighting them in the first half. We didn't have an answer to the questions they were asking in the first in the second half, and that's I think the main problem. Uh, Sorry, were you were you surprised that um, the line the initial lineup that Ali was pushed up behind Kane and Carroll was put alongside Dyer? I mean, I, I didn't understand that when I, I saw that. I mean, because they're repairing. I mean, I didn't see the point I of, was, of breaking I, it up. I was surprised in so far as um, I thought. Yeah, I thought Sun would play, and I thought Lamella would. Uh, Lamella. I thought Deli Ali would drop in into the deeper role and play alongside um, Dyer instead of Dembele. Yeah, yeah, that's um, what and, I was... and I and I, li- and I like him in that role. A lot of people say, just as I like Dembele in that role, I, f- I don't, f- I think you can, he can do a job. He can control the game and he can break forward. Um, and he's got Dyer there, um, giving him that protection or that freedom to to roam forward. Um, I suppose that. Carroll got his opportunity, and it says a lot for Poch that he played well on Thursday. And Pochettino, it just shows Pochettino gives, gives the chance to everybody. He did it with Ryan Mason last season when he came on yeah. in the middle of the middle of the week against Nottingham Forest and scored. He started them then, I think, the following week against Arsenal. And uh, you know, he, Poch gives players an opportunity but equally he's the sort of manager that will won't be afraid to drop anybody regardless of reputations mm-hmm. and so forth so no one can accuse him of not freezing out a particular player you know we've said this before we go back to Adebayor, Kabul all of those players were given opportunities last season um, Lennon even but they didn't fit into his plans um, yeah. and, and he dropped them and, and by the same token Carroll played well on Thursday night, so um, he, he started him today. I was less surprised in the first half. I thought, I mean, kind of, you know, it was a little bit like, oh, okay, this is a new look a little bit, and this is a new a new lineup, but it made sense in terms of how well Ali's been playing, and particularly how well Ali's been playing in the attacking third. <clears throat> and when you have some a situation where Kane is sure to be surrounded by players constantly, by defenders constantly, it makes sense to have, you know, an outlet with a guy like Deli Ali who's going to be all over the place. Um, in the second half, I felt like it was a real liability. Like we needed we needed steel in the midfield, um, and we, and it was really obvious very quickly. And Tom Carroll, it was there were plenty of moments where he was uh, up next to Ericsson, and it's like they, these are two identical dudes, you know, mm-hmm. playing like the small uh, frames. They're not gonna. Um, they're not going to muscle anybody off of the ball. Although, actually, they both did fairly well um, with what they had, what they could do. We just, we really missed a guy like Dembele today that yeah, could yeah. that could push back. Um, I just, I'm just going to move it along from today's game and just make a broad, broader point, um, which is, um, I've, I've, I've said this a few months ago after we played Bournemouth, although I was thinking it before we played them um i still think that we can finish top four um I, I don't see any reason why not um irrespective of today and i think it's more about the course of what we do over the course of a season over 38 um games rather than just one match um i should probably not say this um but i'm gonna i think so i was at the i was at the game with um uh, a gentleman called Paul Esau, who's who's uh, on one of the podcasts earlier this season, um, and and Josh Heddington and his son Oliver, and 
Paul and I were having a conversation at half time and um, Paul said that I shouldn't say this but I'll probably jinx it or be um, criticised for saying it I'm going to say it anyway um, <laughs> Paul Paul said that the cl- if you look at the club overall um, and it's probably actually the best time to say what I'm about to say because it would be too easy to say this if, if we'd won 5-0 better, far better to say it after a defeat if you look at the club overall we're in a healthy um, state there's a really good vibe around the club um, yeah. if you saw the fans forum um, uh, there was a video posted on the Spurs website earlier this week um, where there was like a Q&A with Spurs fans and Daniel Levy and Pochettino and and Hugo Lloris and really encouraging things said by Danny Levy and there were just lots of good vibes coming through and there have been around a club and I think it, we're in a really good state when you look at the fact that there aren't any financial problems which there used to be in the past if you go back 25 years ago when Irvin Scholar was chairman um, we've got the new stadium um, we've got a manager or a coach who's who's really good, a young coach, and who I get the impression Pochett, uh, that Levy isn't about to fire Pochettino. Um, we've got lots of young players, lots of young English players. Um, I think they all seem to be quite happy and settled. So there's, there's a really good vibe around the club, and I think that I said it before. It's like it's an upward trajectory, and I think that we will do this, do well this season, better than last, and I think we will continue from there. And there's no reason why next year or the year after we can't be challenging for um for dare i say league, league titles but this is this is the thing that paul Esol said to me it's quite interesting which is so we won the double in 1961 now imagine what it would have been like for a spurs fan in say 1959 okay and are we at that point now what conversations were being had mm. by Spurs fans back in 1959, two years before the double? You know, they would go to White Hart Lane and they would yeah. see the players and they would see Danny Blanchflower and, and Bill Nick was managing. And what were they thinking then? You know, And, and are we in that position now? Because um, I, I, I do think that we've... I've never thought of it in those terms. I do think that, we yes, there's... We're moving in the right direction, but I never quite thought of it in in those terms. And it, it is possible that, and not inconceivable, that if we continue to make progress, that come I don't know 2017, 2018, well, who knows? We could win a league title. Imagine imagine winning the league in the in the first season in our new stadium. <laughs> that would be cool. Look, look, sure. I know that we that you're competing with 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 a, with Man City and the money that they've got and, and Chelsea. Um, but I don't know. I just I I've, I it, it, it's an interesting thought. What what would have life been like for a Spurs fan two years before before they won the double? And, and did they see? Did they see what we're seeing now? Did they see kind of? The construction of something something good. I mean, I was only two at the time, 1959, so I've I've no idea. Um, Damn, you mean you can't remember that far back? <laughs> no, no. Um, I do have a memory from when I was two years old, but it was falling downstairs and ending up underneath a chair, so <laughs> that's not much help to us. But well, but also also imagine, sorry, also imagine I was going to say that, that that back in 1959 there would have also been days like this. 
you know? and there would have been people turning through the turnstiles and complaining and moaning and uh, I don't know maybe the mentality of, of fans was different back then but there certainly would have been days like this so I so um, I just looked up our, where we finished in 58 59 and then 59 60 because um, <laughs> I guess I'm a nerd but I we we finished in 18th the the 58 59 season. I think that was, must have been out of 22 teams then, but yeah, okay, out of 22. Yeah, yeah. and then and then uh, the next year we finished third, and there must have been a buzz, right? There must have been something, something in the yeah. air, some kind of sense of okay, here we go. But you know, <clears throat> just as important as it is to say, uh, okay, everybody take a deep breath, we're not going to win the league just because we, we were unbeaten since the first day up until today. It's also just as important to say, take a deep breath. This doesn't mean anything. It literally doesn't mean anything. Um, we will look back and we'll, we'll we'll construct a narrative about all this game that we should have won or that game that we shouldn't have dropped two points in. But it means nothing until the final day or until the mathematics start to suggest that there's no way of, of doing anything, of, of, of actually finishing anywhere above where we want to finish. Um, Chelsea came to us and got tonked last New Year's Day. And then they went and won the league, right? No, and I'm sure yeah. there, were, there were fans and supporters saying, oh, he, Mourinho, Emperor's New Clothes, this is a problem, we have to buy, 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 and blah, blah, you know, all that stuff. And... Look, there's reason to be doubtful. There's reason to feel like today was an enormous disappointment. There's reason to to think that we should have done better. Um, but it, does this result mean anything? Absolutely not. Just as it doesn't mean anything to have finished third in 1958-59 or 59-60, whatever it was. It, there's no... As fans, we live and die by the team. And, and the days that we lose on a loss like this, they're equal... The pain that we feel in those done these days are equaled by the joy with a late last minute equalizer a last minute go ahead goal for our our side right mm, absolutely by the way i don't know about you but i've forgotten what it, what it was like to lose a premier league match <laughs> yeah um, uh, oh, it turns out it sucks it, it does it does <laughs> yeah right okay um let's move it along we'll, we'll do some questions in a minute um just to go over a few things so um Bex, Bex normally does an update on Spurs ladies, but um, she can't do one today because um, she was going to be at, I don't know if she went in the end, um, but Spurs ladies played Portsmouth in the FA Women's Premier League South at Gosport Borough. And unfortunately, we lost the game, I believe, 3-2. Um, she was going to go to the game, um, but they had moved it last minute. So um, she was umming and ahhing as to whether she'd be able to go because um, it was a uh, different location. And it was 40 minutes away from her. So um, if she did go, then um, she was going to put together um, a report um, from the game, which would hopefully feature on the, pod- on the podcast in a few weeks. Um, also of interest um, with regards to Spurs ladies um, they were drawn to Swindon Town in the second round of the Women's FA Cup um, the game will be played at Shiverham FC on Sunday the 10th of January um, Swindon are in the FA Women's Premier League South West Division one level under our, under our, our ladies um, and at the moment they are unbeaten in seven matches um, and then finally two of the Spurs ladies young stars have been selected for the English 
Colleges Football Association squad, Lucia Leon and Ronald Hume, Ronald Humes, um, part of the Tottenham Hotspur Foundation Football Development Centre at Barnets and Southgate College, um, impressed in two trials to make the cuts. Um, so they joined up with the English College Colleges Football Association for a national training camp at the Etihad campus um, in Manchester yesterday, Saturday, before the chance to take part in um, in tournaments next year. Um, Lucia is an attacking fullback and regular in the Spurs ladies setup, while Ronald, just 16, is a striker and top goalscorer for the reserves this season. Um, so that's that. Um, we've got Southampton next um, on Saturday away from home. Let's just get some quick predictions before we look at questions. Um, Aaron, uh, tough one, tough game. Um, the good old-fashioned two-one Spurs. Okay, Greg. Yeah. Um... I like us to win, but it could be another draw. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be optimistic. Okay, we, we need to put ourselves together after after today. I'm going to be optimistic, and I'm going to say 1-0. Although it might be a tight 1-0, but 1-0. Okay, I think we, we're going to bounce back. I think we're better away from home. I think that Southampton play um, open football, and I think that will, um, that will play into our hands, and I think we're going to win 2-1. Um, hopefully right um, let's do some questions um, I'm not sure that we can go through every single one of them there's quite a few but I'll try my best um, Mark Stoll asks so it's January you're Poch um, and you have Michi Batshuayi 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 yep who as um, listeners will know from earlier pods um, uh, Greg is a big fan of um, this chap um, he plays for Marseille Um Batshuayi wants to come to Spurs, um, but you have to sell four players to make it ha- happen. Who do you sell? Can I add? Can I add an addendum to this question? Yeah, go on. Greg, Michi yeah. Batshuayi is standing in front of you, and Lamella is standing right to his <laughs> left. Who do you go to first? <laughs> well, I did actually say during the summer. I did actually say when people were saying that maybe Lamella might go. I mean, I didn't think Poch wanted to get rid of him at all. I think it was just other teams showing interest, not Lamella or Poch thinking of leaving. But I did say that if Lamella left, the only thing that would console me was if Batshuayi came. You, you did, I, I recall yeah. that. Um, sh- should we answer this together? Because it's quite difficult. It is very difficult. So, um, I've, I've, I've got it sussed, I think. Have you? Okay, well, I was going to yeah. say um, Fazio. Yeah. Yeah, Townsend. he's in mine, yeah. Townsend. Yep. Yep. Okay, then it gets tricky. Um Given that he's playing so well now and his value has probably risen, Lamella? No. <laughs> no? Really? No? No? We could recoup some of that 30 million. No, I was, I was, I was taking the piss. Right. Um, I, I, I don't know. After that, I don't know which other two players. Well, it also depends on how. I mean, so right. Shaq Colthurst is, is on our first team. Does that count? I guess he so. have to be a first teamer. Who are your four, four then? Greg? Okay, well, I I thought in consideration that there's, there's, the price is being quoted at the moment is 15 million, but there are other parties in, interested as well. So even if Marseille do sell him, it might go up. So my first one was Townsend, yeah, because I think his time may be up and he doesn't really fit Poch's system. Fazio, right, how much? How much are you getting for Townsend? 
Oh, I haven't worked out prices. It's four players. That's that's the deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fazio, because we have got cover in Vima, and if necessary, there's a, a guy who used to play centre back for us, Eric Dyer. You may have heard of him. He, yep. he could be moved around. Mm-hmm. My third one. Sorry, Aaron. I don't know if if this will affect you, but uh, American listeners, etc. DeAndre Red- Yedlin. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I didn't yeah, even count. Use him, what about so him? Can't miss him. Yeah. And my fourth one was, I don't know how to pronounce this, Velkovic, because he wants to go anyway. He he actually just... He, went, he did go, didn't he? No, no. And in fact, I think he actually may have just uh, decided not to go and signed a new oh, contract right. or something. Well, I still let him be one of them. <laughs> but I also... By the way, I may be confusing that with my football manager game. That's a possibility. But <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm fairly certain that that Velkovich just did an ab- about face, which is which is good. And actually, I, I think if he if he does if that is the case, and I think you would we wouldn't sell, we shouldn't sell him. Um, my, but I had I had Chad Coulter as as sort of a uh, prospect striker who's not really making it clearly is not making it so i would he would be on my list but yeah although the other one i had my painful one um is is ryan mason and and it's it's really painful but i'm i can you see a spot for him on the i can i can i can see that he will be a good squad player and i wouldn't want to sell him but if if it was if we needed to get a striker in and somebody decent, and let's face it, the other players you mentioned, Townsend's okay, but I don't think if he left it would be the end of the world. I think if somebody half decent we had to sacrifice, then I would I would sell Mason for a striker that was going to get you, let's just, I'm not saying that he's going to do this, but say 20, 30 goals, for instance, then yeah, why not? Yeah. Just on that, um, Sam Moore asks, "Who would who who should we bring in as a backup for Harry Kane in January?" I don't think <laughs> we need a backup. I think we need another option because I think one thing that was lacking today was we didn't have somebody that was making. Deli Ali was doing it a bit first half, breaking from um, from his position in that free behind Kane. We didn't have anybody that was making runs. Kane was dropping back. We 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 need somebody who can split defences. Yeah. Um, and I would like us to sign somebody like a Berahino or a Batshui. I'm not. I don't think a backup would be a good idea necessarily. Right. I agree. Yeah, yeah that's a fair comment. Okay. Um, Alexander Waddington from Melbourne, Australia asks, although we've been extremely difficult to beat this this season, is the fact that we at times find it difficult to force the win in tight matches, send messages to teams, especially those below us in the league, that it's, that it's an effective strategy to park the bus, um, or in the case of uh, uh, West Ham and Chelsea um, caravan, um, and notch a valuable point. More simply, our sides looking at us as an opportunity to play low risk football and come away with 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 a reward do we need to alter the way we approach these games if we are to live up to, to the height of expectations for this season and if so how should we be approaching those games and i think paul esau asked a similar question he, he says if with chelsea and um, west bromwich Albion packing the midfield and playing a don't lose st- style 
of dull football. What do we think needs to be done to tactically, tactically break these teams down? And until we can break these teams down, do you think we are still a long way off being genuine title contenders? I think the I think Paul's question they are very similar, but they're like they're the inverse. There's a chicken and egg problem here. Like, are we having a hard finding it hard to win in tight matches, and therefore teams will park the bus, or is it hard to beat teams that park the bus? And I think you can look across the league and see that it's really hard to beat teams that set up to not win games, and and that's that's. That is not a problem unique to us, and it's not a tactic that is going to come to us. Uh, it's a it, that's going to come to us because we're a good team. And teams are going to be afraid of us. So I think um, my answer to Alexander's question is basically, I think you've got it backwards. To answer Paul's question, I think um, <clears throat> I think we're doing what we need to to do, and I think today the first half was a really good example of what we need to do um, in terms of we have. A threat from set pieces. Um, we've, we're scoring a lot from corners, and that's—I mean, look—that's what you can do against a team that's set up to 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 pack the the box. You can attack the fullbacks. You can try to get the ball behind for a corner, and we're scoring a lot from near post corners. That's that's something that we're doing, right? That's that's the first thing. Then you have Erickson as a threat from from other set pieces. You see with, with Toby joining the team, you have a mix between playing through the middle and you have the long ball. So I actually, I, I guess my point is simply like we're doing what we need to do. Um, we need to, it's still going to be hard. It's never going to be easy to break down teams that, that, that park the bus. That's why teams park the bus. Um, and the big thing is we need, I, I think we just need when, when, the, when the team that we're playing against adjusts their tactics, we need to be able to meet that adjustment and continue our our game. I sort of think that this idea of like a um, a plan B is a little bit uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with the premise that there is such a thing as a plan B. I think you don't need a plan B, I just think you need um, a thousand little adjustments constantly and um, yeah. I, I I agree with with Aaron, um, pretty much more or less completely. But I'm I was just thinking as as Aaron was speaking, I think maybe today's defeat will have done us a favour because we've we've shown ourselves to be a little bit vulnerable now. So teams won't come to us and think, oh my God, we've got to park the bus because otherwise, you know, we're not even going to get a point. But I think now that we have been beaten, the scalp has been taken maybe other teams might open up again. They might think, oh, you know what, we, maybe we've got a chance. And that will be in our favour then because they'll leave, the, they'll leave gaps, etc., that we can take advantage of. Yeah, I think some teams, by their nature, they come to White Hart Lane and, the, and they just play... I mean, Everton are a good example. They, they, they play attractive, expansive football under Martinez um, and, and, and they'll give you... Um, opportunities but a lot of teams do come and they do part the bus I think that we are better equipped than we were in the past for example last season or, or certainly when AVB was manager to deal with that insofar as um, our pressing is a lot better um, this season under Poch than it was in the first season although albeit you, you can't always play a high tempo um, pressing game you've got to do it at the right 
yeah. moments. Um, but I think we're better at that, and I think we're a lot quicker in our passing. We're still there are still times where we don't pass as quickly as we can, but it has got better under Potts. I was thinking and... today it was very slick, some of it. Yeah, and yeah. and I and I think that's it. if we start to slow it down and so forth, then we'll allow other teams. Um, the opportunity to park the bus. So I think, um, yeah, we, high pressing game, but that you can't always sustain that. And um, and just a passing needs to be incise. And we need that little bit of guile and, and creativity, which you know Lamella Ericsson on his day have got. Yeah. Um, right, Carol Hayward says this appears to be the season where every other club in the Premier League that that every Every other club in the Premier League has been waiting for, um, apart from the usual t- top four teams. Um, they've dominated for so long, um, too bloody long, and it's absolutely fantastic that they are losing so many games they would normally um, be expected to win. Do you think that other teams now play with less fear, or is it just that the top four are a bit shite and it, and it is them that have lost their winning mentality? I think everybody's a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I think it's a mixture of the both. I mean, yeah, the top four are, are having a bit of a pants season, and I suppose because the other teams can see that, it gives them an incentive to to play better. So yeah, it's a kind of mixture of both. I think. Mm. Well, who who are we calling the top four? Well, I think the traditional top four. I, I thought the same thing, but I think she you know she probably means your Man City's, Chelsea's. Arsenal, Man U. I'm sorry, I'm not going to put Liverpool in. Liverpool can go to hell. They, that's yeah. they're not a top four team. Um, that's who she means. I, th- I think you know. I think some of it, yeah. That those teams haven't really. United have, have had have, have had a sort of transitional period post um, post Ferguson. Yeah, City awesome. don't. City don't seem to be. Uh, they're, they're there, but they're not really yeah. as convincing on a consistent basis. Chelsea are all over the place. Arsenal are still there or thereabouts, um, but then there's been a lot of t- TV money, of course, that's, yeah. that's trickled through, and I think a lot of um, other clubs, Leicester City, have made good purchases, and they've all improved. It, it's a much tougher league than it was a few years ago, certainly. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a combination of both. Everybody improved. It's just right, except for Arsenal. Essentially, they're the only ones that didn't buy. But the, but the well, big Jack, thing is bought. that. Sorry. Oh, they brought. They're, you're right. Absolutely right. You're right. Um, but they, uh, I think that what happened was the top four flailed. They they purchased. I mean, man, man United is just <laughs> this like incredible train wreck that just never stops. It's amazing to watch. He's just it's pumping more and more money into this uh, disaster of a, of a season. Which is you know, I mean, they're still sitting above us, but. Uh, I think I think the TV money made a big difference, and I think um, can't account for luck, right? There's this crazy luck that's happening also with uh, Vardy coming out of nowhere and having the season that he's having. Mm. Okay, um, let's just move on quickly. David Fornell asks: To benefit Spurs, who would we really like to win tomorrow night, Leicester or Chelsea? Leicester. There's nothing more beneficial to a Spurs fan than watching Chelsea suffer. For me, I mean, it's really tough. I mean, I hate Chelsea, 
not as much as Arsenal, but I helped Chelsea. Don't normally want them ever to win. But Leicester are occupying one of the top four spots. And we want one of those top four spots. Chelsea are nowhere near, so they're less of a threat. Leicester, if they keep going, they are a threat. So I'd like to see them lose a few points. Well, if they win tomorrow, they'll be nine points clear of us. Um, I would like a draw, and I would like um, Mares, Vardy, and Old Brighton all to score. I'd like a free all draw, um, and that, fantasy like, football. Fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. On. I mean, I'll go uh, that with Mares and, and Vardy. They're both in my in my team as well. Lukaku score, scored yesterday, so that was good. <laughs> right, Nicholas Kapner asks: Would you swap Eriksson for Modric? No. Two numbers, 30 and 23. That's their ages. For a minute, I thought we were talking about squad numbers. <laughs> um, I was wondering where you're going with that. Um, Greg? No. Uh, Ericsson's still young, and he's up to speed with Potter's system. If Modric came in, he'd have to learn it, he'd have to adapt to it again. I think they're, they're very different players, firstly. They're not the same type of yeah. player. Um, I think the better player is Modric, um, but you know, for the reasons that you both said, um, one's young and one and 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 and, and is playing Poch's um, sort of philosophy and, and system, and 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 uh, the other one, you know, is a great, is a good player, but. I don't think that he would fit into fit into Poch's sort of um, plan. So he was. I, I, Modric was a frustrating player too. I mean, he was he was amazing, but there were these games where he would just kind of fade away, and uh, I just remember just being so frustrated by him. And he he broke my heart. He's he's for me. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a latecomer. More more than Bale, he's the guy that broke my heart. He did stay an extra season. He could have gone to. Um, <clears throat> he could have gone to Chelsea. I know, but he stayed an extra season, and then remember, he was in the press talking about Bale should come to Real Madrid. Oh my God! Yeah, that was yeah. like that was just awful. It was heartbreak. Just for the record, he stayed an extra season because I told him to stay an extra season. Um, the, the summer that he was, um, the summer that he was linked with Chelsea, um, I met him and I told him not to. <laughs> signed for Chelsea, so I, I think he stayed, and that was down to me. Oh, I thought it was because Daniel wouldn't sell him. No, I, I think I'm going to take full credit for that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, Javid, right. as, as with, with Bardi, uh, selfie or it didn't happen? Sorry? So you have to show a selfie or it didn't happen with you and celebrities. That's not really going to work on a, on a, on a, on a, on a podcast, <laughs> but I, there, is a photo, there is a photo of me and Luka, Luka Modric. Okay. Right, um... Friend of the show, Zaydan Al Zabedi asks, "What's to stop us winning the league this year? No one is running away with it, and we're within touching distance of top spot today." Zaydan, today, and that's what's going <laughs> to yeah. stop us winning the league. We're not quite, we're not quite there yet. I, I think nothing, honestly. I think nothing except for luck and, and the other if, nineteen teams. Yeah, I mean, the, we're in, we're in. Even if Leicester wins tomorrow, nine points is not an insurmountable. Thing to overcome it's just it's the the team the, the league is really even right now and i think it's going to come down to luck if we, we if we're bad on on the wrong days if we're 
good on the right days, that's what it'll come down to, sadly. Yeah. So, so what will what will stand between us and winning the league is if if like I forget to wear my lucky shirt or Zaydun doesn't post the right thing on the forum at the right time, basically, as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. So, next question. Um, right. So Zach Gusnola asks Stuart. Or says Stuart Pierce famously played Carter USM to get the Forest, the Nottingham Forest team pumped up before a game. What song would you play? What, what song would you play in the team in in the team changing room to get them ready to come out? Is there a song you'd like to play on for a particular player on their iPod pre-game? Well, I know it's a little bit goofy, but I would I would go with the Cure "Boys Don't Cry." Uh, because they need to be, it's like a little bit of a silly beat, it's a little bit of a silly song, and, and these are, it's a team of, of boys that have to play like men, you know, so boys don't cry. Get out there. Okay. Um, Aaron? Uh, Aaron? <laughs> Greg? Yeah, the um, thing is that the guy who sings the one I thought of, a lot of listeners probably won't even know who the hell he, who the hell he is. It's a guy called Jimmy Cliff. <laughs> Uh, Jamaican ska and reggae musician. I'm sure Ralph Sharp will remember him. Um, the song is "You Can Get It If You Really Want," because um, the, the the words of it. I mean, it's a good song anyway. But the words of it are things like, uh, "You can get it if you really want, but you must try, try, and try. Mm. You'll succeed at last. Um, the hotter the battle, you see, it's the sweeter the victory. You can get it if you really want, so don't give up now." And I think that kind of epitomizes. What the attitude should be. Um, okay, I would play um, Nessam Dorma <laughs> because um, that I always find it. To me, it means something personally because it, it, I always remember the 1990 World Cup and and there's something um, triumph triumph. I can't say the word triumphant about triumphant, that. Yeah, triumphant about that particular um, particular piece. So that's what I would play. Um, I'm not sure that it would have any bearing, or it would have the same impact <laughs> to players. It's not particularly, um, you know, it's not rabble rousing, should we say? But um, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's. I'd give that a spin. I'd be inspired, Javid. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay, <clears throat> final, 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 final four questions. I'll try to do this as quickly as possible. Um, Nick Seal says, Carl Walker nearly back to appears to nearly be back to his best form um, from a few years ago. Do you think working with Potch has improved his reading of the game as well as his fitness? I think working with Potch is improving everybody. Yeah. Um, I mean, the fitness. We all know about the fitness anyway. That um, was it. You need was it something like two hearts and three lungs or something. So everybody's fitness is improving. But but Poch Poch is a very astute guy. I mean I I've, I'm so glad that we got him instead of Van Gaal. Uh, imagine now if Van Gaal had been, Van Gaal had been here. Um, Poch Poch knows what he's doing, and I think he knows what he's doing with individuals as well. And because he's such a good man manager. These players want to play well for him as well. So, I mean, Dembele, look at Dembele. Last couple of seasons, he wasn't playing up to his his personal standard that he could play. Now, like I said earlier, we missed him today. Mm-hmm. 
I'll, I'll say the other thing about about Walker. I think is that you can't underestimate how important Rose's ascendancy is, because those two can take turns being the attacking overlapping threat. And in the past, it was sort of always down to Walker, and he would always be responsible for providing another another layer of attack. And now him and Rose sort of take turns. They're both better for it, I think. Yeah, I agree with that. Any 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 player that that Poch um, coaches and, and is receptive to Poch's ideas will will improve. Um, and if they don't want to, or they don't show the willingness, they'll be shown the door. Um, okay, final three questions. Um, Bex, one in from Bex. Bex says, um, following the demolition of Monaco on Thursday, does the squad depth demonstrate we can win the Europa League, or have we been lucky so far? I don't think we've been lucky. I think we deserve to be where we are, and I think it's due to the depth of our squad and the respect Poch and the players are given the competition. You know, I, I, I think it's it's a combination of these things. And and yes, we can win it. You know, why yeah. not? We've won it twice before. Third time would be good. Yeah, I, 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 I don't see why not. Um, but of course. Um, the Champions League clubs will drop down, and that'll be difficult. But I, I don't see why not. I think we, I think we stand every chance as any other team does. We don't need yeah. to be scared of any other team. We can beat anybody on their day. But by, by the way, I was something struck me the other day that the, one of the real knocks against the Europa League, which I, I really like the Europa League. I mean, I'd rather we were in the Champions League, but while we're in the Europa League, I really enjoy it. Yeah. But one of the one of the knocks is how long it is I, today I, the other day I realized it's one round longer if you finish where we finish if, we're, if you don't have to play in through the, through the first two kind of playoff rounds to get mm-hmm. into the group stage it's one stinking game what, sorry well, two. One, what, one, 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 uh, one tie longer right so two yeah. games longer that, it doesn't seem like that much to be complaining about to be honest. No, I mean it might it might be that some of those games are. Um, I, f- I think the, the the last thirty two, the last sixteen, um, and the quarter final, they're quite close to one another. Yeah. Um, it, it it doesn't. Um, and you see how it, it kind of they those games stack up in 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 January and February. Uh, with the with the uh, league cup and stuff like that, but yeah, that that that's that's where it, where you start to feel it. But to be fair, we did we got to the quarter final against Basel a few years ago um, uh, with with AVB and un, un, under AVB. And I recall when Martin Yol was manager, we got to the quarter finals then and played um, Sevilla. Um, so we've done okay, but on on both occasions we just didn't have that little bit to go. That, that that something to go um, that little bit further. Um, so we're certainly capable of getting far, and I, and I think we've got a better squad now and and, and a decent manager. So yeah, it's, uh, it's possible. And I'll say one other thing about this competition: that the everyone complains about the Champions League clubs dropping into it, and sure, it maybe doesn't make sense or it's not fair. But these are the teams that you want to be playing against in the Champions League anyway. These this is this is like you can't on one hand complain about long nights 
traveling to Azerbaijan, and then at the same time also complain that like, oh man, we have to face a a, a grade A club from 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 Western Europe um, that's dropped out of the Champions League. That's yeah. that's these are the teams that you're going to face in the competition. Absolutely. So it, yeah, absolutely. but I. I I think they shouldn't drop down, though. I mean, it's rewarding failure, you know. It does. It, it makes a mockery of the whole thing. Um, yeah. I don't, but I don't think we should we should fear any of those teams. No. So, I don't, if anything, I think they should fear us. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's our competition. Final two questions. Um, I like this one. Oliver Lee says, "Which Premier League manager in their playing prime would you most want on your team, or, or playing for us?" This is a tough question. Yeah. So I had I had a thought about this, mm-hmm. and there were three names that came to my to. I'm, I'll, I'll pick one, um, but I'll just just go through. So, um, Slavon Bilic was a decent defender for West Ham, mm-hmm. um, the Premier League. Um, the player that I really liked um, when I was growing up as a kid, uh, Ronald Koeman. Yeah, he's. Um, I've got him. That's who I have too. He. Um, I recall he was a you know, very good defender for, for Holland and and for Barcelona and his passing was um, we said it earlier like sort of hodlesque and a little bit slow I have to say maybe didn't have that much pace but he could really strike a ball he was really good with free kicks and I remember the uh, European Cup Winners Cup final against Manchester United in 1991 which United won two one and. He scored a free kick on that occasion, and then the following year, in the as it was then the European Cup or now it's called the Champions League, um, Barcelona played Sampdoria at Wembley, and they won one nil. And again, it was a fantastic free kick from Ronald Koeman. But the player that I would pick, that I would love to see if he was playing today um, in in his prime in, in the Spurs team, is the Stoke City manager Mark Hughes, who also played. Um, in that Cup Winners Cup, uh, Cup Winners Cup final in 1991, I think Mark Hughes in his prime would would he I think he would fit perfectly, um, either competing for Harry Kane um, as as a, as the sort of main striker, or um, or even playing with Harry Kane um, with one of them maybe dropping dropping back. In fact, both of them could capable of. Um, dropping further back um, Hughes was a really really good player um, it's got nothing to do by the way with the fact that I've also met Mark Hughes a few years ago, but that, that's... and you've got a photo no doubt and I've got a photo with, with Mark Hughes yeah met him in the same hotel that I met um, Luka Modric um, in South Africa a few years ago the only yeah. one I would add to the list is uh, Kiki Flores maybe as backup for, for Walker well, and I he's, had, he's also shockingly handsome. No so. one's mentioned Alan Pardew. Yeah, fuck him. And why would they? <laughs> I, I, my other, my other option. I had Ronald Coleman. My, my other option was uh, an ex-Argentine defender. I think his name is Mauricio Pochettino. <laughs> he's um, the top of my list. Imagine yeah. having him on the pitch as a young guy, but with his, with his managerial side as well, marshalling the play on the pitch. He'd have to get his hair cut. It would have to be a Pochettino <laughs> now, not the. Stupid haircut, long hair that he yeah, has. Yeah, get his haircut, player. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah but he's Argentine, he'd probably get it done like Lamella. Oh dear. <laughs> now, talking of Lamella, and we started off the pod talking about Lamella, the final question is from Zach Gasnola, who he says, although we all love the Crowded House song, um, is there any way you shouldn't take Lamella with you? 
So this is in reference to um, the chance that that that, that sung at Spurs games, um, which is everywhere you go, take Lamella with you. So is there any way you shouldn't take Lamella with you? Yeah, the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> On a first date, you don't want a, a prospective girlfriend anywhere within a hundred feet of Eric Lamella. I have a feeling. <laughs> I thought that you you two would take him everywhere with you, but hey, there you go. Never, you never meet your heroes, Javid. Don't, don't, don't you know that? <laughs> By the way, I don't I, like. I I love that his nickname is Coco, but yeah. there was a moment on on the on the broadcast where you could really clearly hear Walker saying Coco, 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 go mark him, Coco, and I just I was so embarrassed for everybody involved. Like I feel like you're a grown man, sort of. Don't refer to him on the pitch as Coco. That's for after afterwards. Yeah, but if he shouted Eric, he might have meant Dyer. Right, sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and on that note, um, uh, thank can, you, Aaron. Can, can I ever. just quickly say something? Um, congratulate Aaron on his award. He got an award. <laughs> okay. Is it going to be very modest? But he got an award for script writing the other day. I'd just like to say, well done, mate. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. Congratulations, Aaron. Thank you. Right. On that note, um, thank you, Aaron, as ever. Thank you, Greg. You're welcome. Um, I'm off to eat some more Lamella humble pie. Um, (laughs) The future's bright. The future's lily white. Good night. in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her.